It's time to wake up, recover from last night's mess, and get your fix of sports caffeine. It's time to kickstart your day with the latest sports news and opinions. Get ready. Sports Caffeine is live in three, two, one. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Sports Caffeine. I am one of your hosts, L. Bo- L. Bushman, but you can call me by Don De La Nooch for uh, this Taco Tuesday edition of Sports Caffeine. Hope everybody's doing well. Of course, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Make sure to go to manscaped.com for your 20% off and free shipping if you use the code SE2020. That is right. Sports Caffeine is sponsored by manscaped.com. And also Dugout Mugs. Go to Dugout Mugs slash Sports Caffeine to get your dugout customized mug today. Wow, just Kristen's already leaving the show already. So we've got a jam-packed show. Uh, week two. Oh, there, there she is. She's displaying the, the Sports Caffeine Dugout mug. Awesome. Thank you. Model of oh. Forest Kristen, just like Vanna White. Thank you very much. Uh, so <clears throat> this past week two of the NFL was a crazy one. We've got so many injuries uh, to players across the board. Uh, the Falcons don't know really what to do on an onside kick. We'll discuss that later with a very special uh, announcement we have to do today uh, and we've got some baseball talk with some suspensions coming up and also some pick and punishments and uh, yours truly is going to be a part of pick and punishments for this week I can't wait uh, to be subjectified to uh, a punishment this week so as I said before we have a special announcement to make uh, he was away for a while he was on secret agent territory he was flying through the land of Vietnam and Europe and Germany trying to make America safe from COVID-19 but we are proud to have back on the show uh, the man of the hour Chris Chip Settle is back on Sports Caffeine welcome back to the show there buddy how are you? What's up, guys, cows? How are we? What up? Great week for you to come back, Chippy. Oh, and yeah, I know. So <laughs> you laughed and Taylor came in and got funny, funny, anything that happened, you know, I guess. That's true. Well, I know, Evan, uh, my name, we got Taco Tuesday and they call me a Tostito. So I'll go for that instead of Chip today. So we got Taco Tuesday, Tostito, man with the plan. <laughs> so so let's let, at least let's, someone has a plan on into, that is very true so let's let's get into nfl week two the highs and lows of what we saw uh this past weekend on sunday and on last night as well um you know chip i'm actually gonna go to you last because uh there were some lows lows for your are team we gonna start, so are we gonna start with the lows let's not do that no i was gonna lows. I was going to say all our teams won until Chip Chip joined. (laughs) (laughs) As opposed to the first week where all our teams won. Let's go with the highs. Taylor, what were the highs that you saw? Yes, exactly. So what were some of the highs that you saw out of uh, NFL Week 2 this week? Well, obviously, I mean, obviously we can talk talk Cowboys, I mean, getting off the schneid, but, I mean, we weren't that impressive in that game. Like I said, I already came to – you know, I've already succumbed to the fact that I thought we were going to lose that game. So I was already at peace with it by the end of it. So I was super excited. But really what it boils down to is, once again, some of the things we harped on during the show prior on Sunday was was Josh Allen. 
And Josh Allen just is progressing and progressing and progressing. And to put on the show that he did on Sunday to not the way I was I was preaching about him on Sunday, he exceeded those expectations and he he just he kept getting better. Um, not only that, but a lot of a lot of other random things happened, such as um, you know, Cam Newton kept them in the ball game and he threw for 400 yards. Um the Seahawks defense may be suspect. The Saints, who looked great in week one, got whooped by the Raiders in, in week two. So there's a lot of weird things that are going on in the NFL. It could be something like, that we talked about before. Maybe we're chalking it down to maybe some preseason rust, maybe people making adjustments and some teams not making as many adjustments. It's really hard to say. But I think the highest of the high has to be Josh Allen because of the boy, of his play, and he's just playing out of his mind, and and it's it's crazy to see. I'm excited for that game, this game this weekend. It's going to be a great game with him, um, with the Rams going up there and, and playing. That's who they play, right? They go up there and yeah. play there? Yeah. Yeah, that would yes. be great Chris, game. Chris, I knew some of the highs, uh, highs for you were the Cleveland Browns one on Thursday night oh. against the, the Bengals. That was a highlight for you. What, some, what, what are your other highs for this past well, week in NFL Week 2? Like you just mentioned, the Rams. I mean, the Rams look good. I mean, the Rams are playing like a real team right now, and Sean McVay looks like to have them back in that Super Bowl. I'm not saying going to the Super Bowl, but that Super Bowl season they had, you know, they were playing very, very good and having a high-level offense. Um, Packers. Packers look like the real deal. Aaron Rodgers, all you have to do is draft a quarterback behind him, and Aaron Rodgers is like, let me show you what I can do. I mean, with nobody, if Aaron Jones had a monster game, I mean – Baltimore looks like the real deal. My other Super Bowl pick, we'll talk about the Lowe's with the Saints, but I mean, the like you said, the Raiders in their home stadium, home opener, which I learned this stat, uh, teams opening a new stadium are six and three in their home opener, opening a new stadium. So, which, I mean, even with no fans, I guess they get really excited with that new locker room and stuff. But, and my not, Brian Tannehill, I thought he was going to digress. I thought the Titans weren't really there. Um, and Ryan Tannehill looks like he might have another pretty good season. But above and beyond that Sunday night game, when have we ever gotten a great Thursday night game and a great Sunday night game? Cam Newton looks like he's fitting very, very well in the New England offense. Maybe Bill Belichick is the quarterback whisperer. And Russell Wilson might <laughs> pick already. I mean, I can't believe the guy's never gotten an MVP like vote before. Like Russell Wilson, already my early candidate. <clears throat> Yeah, Chip, you guys I, listed I all, know. The, all the fun highs. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I think, Chip, uh, what do you got for high, some highs over this past weekend? Yeah, I mean, Arizona, Kyler Murray, everybody's clicking. It seems like Hopkins is fitting in really well. Uh, I wish the running game got a little bit more going. I mean, Kenyon Drake had an okay game. He didn't score. Um, but like, you know, like Arizona, Kyler Murray's just as explosive as we've all, think, you know, seen and thought. Um, he's great. But also, and Kristen, you touched on it, I love the Rams and I love the Packers. You know, this is Aaron Rodgers pretty much just spitting in management's face going, why did you draft a quarterback? Look at me. I've got a ton in the tank. I can still find everybody. And I can still play this game. So, I mean, if you're the Packers organization, I'm kind of looking at it going, we could have made our team even better. We're getting by with what we have. And imagine if we spin that pick somewhere else. So, I don't know. One game away Aaron from the Super Bowl. But also, Jackson, behind Aaron Jones, and Aaron Jones is going out and doing the same exact thing. It's like Aaron Rodgers yeah. and Aaron Jones are in the same spot. But if they go down, which we've seen the injuries, which – can we talk about the injuries real quick? Do you guys chalk this sure. up to – um, no, lows, no OTAs. I mean, the amount of injuries and like 
devastating. Like Joey Bosa, I mean, Nick Bosa out for the season, Saquon out for the season, McCaffrey's missing time. I mean, like a lot of first round picks are gone. Is this chalked up to no preseason, no OTAs, your body's not getting used to being hit or are these guys just weak? What's going on? I, I would no, probably I, I would contribute that to no OTAs and no preseason. I mean, a lot of these guys didn't have a lot of time to train and we didn't know what was going to happen because of COVID-19. And then you're kind of flung into it and then bam, regular seasons happens and then you guys got going down like flies. I definitely think without OTAs and preseason, these injuries probably would have been avoided. But without that, now we've got a bunch of guys, a lot of star players that are out for the season. So Thoughts? I actually don't. I actually don't think that's the case. I think I think it's it's just because it's more high profile players, so it seems like a lot more. But I think every year we get the same amount of injuries, and a lot of these injuries are non contact injuries. So you know you're not going to do anything about it, regardless of whether or not you think it will go out first. Just like that one year, Brady went out there first year, first preseason game gets knocked out. Michael Vick gets knocked out first preseason you know, drive. So, you know, stuff happens every single year. Just so happens. They had that contact in training camp and that contact in preseason, like even like a little bit, you know, like your body takes a little bit of a hit to the knee when it takes a full blown hit. I, I mean, I disagree with you, Taylor. I agree with all Bushman. Hans said probably the point, but you no, know, it is really devastating. And that's why in fantasy going to these deep guys, you know, you want to see a Naheem Hines. So actually, shit the bed this week but you know like that's why fantasy is so important your eighth ninth round guys that can step up for these injuries but it is really sad to see but also makes fantasy that much more interesting well yeah and you had to draft you, yeah yeah you had to draft really strategically and also looking at some of the injuries guys if we if we look at it as a whole you're seeing a lot of running backs. You're seeing younger guys who haven't been in the league, who haven't conditioned. So they really don't know what it's like to get ready in an offseason. They've only had one or two seasons. So maybe maybe they didn't do as much. I mean, all the running backs that we talked about, the fantasy-relevant ones, Saquon Barkley, you had Raheem Mostert, you had um, – uh, McCaffrey, sir. Thank you. Uh, McCaffrey as well. So you also had Tevin Coleman who also uh, injured his, uh, I think, MCL as well. So there are a couple of teams that the majority of the injuries have been to running backs and kind of uh, position relevant players. Those guys touch the ball a lot. They're involved in contact and they're all younger. So maybe there could be something to that. But fantasy, if you've got shares of Jarek McKinnon, you're loving life right now. You're at least going to get a week or two, uh, probably maybe just Jarek McKinnon. He's on my all my waivers right now, trying to get him. Out I don't even. Know, I don't even know who the back. Who's the backup runner running back for Carolina? Even I don't even know. It is Mike Davis. Mike Davis, who yeah. will be starting this South coming Carolina week. zone. Yeah, Mike, Mike Davis <laughs> will be starting this week. So if you're on the waiver wire, look for uh, Mike Davis, and also uh, I think uh, Dion Lewis is also a a high waiver pickup as well. So pick up him. Yes. So let's go. Okay. Let's go into the lows of the lows. I know the injuries was the, one of the biggest thing, but you know. <laughs> Actually, I want to get this queued up real quick because I know this is the lowest of the low. Oh, so, no. Uh, is yeah, it going to bring I, a tear to my eye? Yeah, so we're going to go right to, oh the, to the replay of this. Pop some champagne. Oh, so, you know, Chip, I want to know your thoughts on all of this going on. Right, so It looks like they're playing a game of spin the bottle or patty cake because they don't know where the ball is at. They're not falling down on the ground. So um, <laughs> as a Falcons fan, what do you make of this Uh type play where you let the Dallas Cowboys come back and you guys just shat the bed once again, uh, even though it is regular well, season. I mean, this game doesn't really mean nothing, but still you're blowing a huge lead. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm going to play this one, play, one more time. I mean, one more was, time. was decisive, but 
They didn't blow the whole lead with one play. Thank God. If they had the opportunity, I know to, that they probably could. But um, no, this play. I mean, this goes down to to special teams work, and this is a drill that coaches do every day. And we talked about it a little bit before the show started. The Falcons just got too lackadaisical around the football, waiting for it to go ten yards. I mean, this is a live football. We all know there's going to be a penalty called if it gets touched before then. But if you're in the in the position. See, now look at this. When this kick goes off, you're going to see a lot of Falcons waiting and waiting and waiting, and you know it's going to keep it right, going. It right right here, see, look at this. Right you here. can take it's, it's, There was an opportunity before that football gets to that 10-yard line where guys – I want to cry right now that we just keep reliving this. But, I, would, I, I would sit there and be like, don't touch it, don't touch it. I saw my guys there. I was like, no, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I mean – you got to be aggressive. If you see your window and you can jump and cover the football before it gets to 10 yards, you can do that. If somebody else touches it and you don't grab it, it's an active football, and that's what they were They were nervous. Now, but Chip, was the game plan for this onside kick for Dan Quinn and company is play hot potato. Play hot potato and see what happens. Was that the game plan for Dan Quinn and the Falcons? I mean, I have no idea. I mean, I don't know. They were practicing social distancing. Maybe the football was sick. I don't know what it was, but I mean, you have to take. Yeah, I mean, you have to take that situation and jump on the football. Look at I mean, offense is really good. Calvin Ridley looks great. The defense yes. blows. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it's it's awful. Awesome. But also, you know what? Dak Prescott, all the credit in the world. That I, I hate saying this, but I do have him in one league. But uh, he, from coming back from that fumble to three rushing touchdowns, he was like negative two for most of the first half and finished with 57 fantasy points in my league. Like that Prescott, all the credit in the world to you, Taylor, and your quarterback. He is a leader and he takes a team on his shoulders and he turned that game around. So I honestly, I think if you were playing the Browns or any other team, you might still win that game. I just think you had the wrath of Dak Prescott, who's a, a leader and a winner. Well, that's, I got that's I gotta, that's. I, Taylor, I got a well, question for you real quick, okay. real quick. Okay. What does this really say about the Cowboys, though? I mean, going forward. That's I mean, what they I were, wanted to ask. That's, well, that's what, I mean, what does this say about them? I mean, it says our defense is garbage, really, is what it what, – I mean, our secondary is is pretty bad. We can we can kind of hurry the quarterback a little bit every now and then, but he was getting the ball out pretty quick. Um, our run defense is decent, but really it, Dak's going to have to win us a lot of games this year and he's going to get paid at the end of the year is really what it's going to boil down to the other question that I was going to that I was going to harp on was Chip was talking about coaching with the with the Falcons on that onside kick I thought it alluded more so to them not knowing how to win a game because there's a process when you have that big of a lead and you're you're progressing down the field at will as they were for most of the game there's a way to win a game and to run out the clock and methodically get down the field and be able to churn the game and be able to win a game. Much like with the Super Bowl, they didn't do the exact same thing, but they could have put that game away by actually churning out drives and getting points because they were they were doing it. And and uh, we talked about the mentality of they're expecting to lose a game because if you're expecting to win a game, you know you're. It's almost like the secret, like what you put right. out and what you get back. It's, so they put Gage back there to throw a pass. I mean, they yeah, they trick plays, all this stuff. It's like, no, you guys are winning, doing what you're doing, methodically end the game and put your foot on the throat and get this game over with. And I, that's why I, you guys deserve to win that game. And I'm thrilled that we won it, obviously, because we we needed it. But I thought the coaching was more so about being able to close out a game as opposed to that onside kick. 
Chip, I want to go to you next. What does this really say about the Falcons going forward? I mean, now it's just like, what? what what's I going think on? The Falcons to win this weekend. To be honest with you, I, I mean, that, I'm I surprised that, Dan Dan Quinn hadn't gotten fired yet. Yeah, and I think that the Falcons have had the opportunity. Obviously, now is not the optimum time to find a, a coach that you want to bring. And so firing a coach, obviously, season is something, to, you know, tough to come back from. But this shows the Falcons have always had an elite offense. I mean, I, you know, I just don't – the defense is where we've always struggled and we kind of bring in different pieces. And there's sometimes older pieces and we try to shine them up and give them a little bit of, of you know, luster and make them shine. But, you know, it takes key players in key positions. I think the Falcons have – I still think running back – I mean, you signed Todd Gurley – He's doing – he's not doing great things. I mean, he's doing average, but not – you're not paying him average. Uh, you're paying him more than I would have paid somebody else. So, I think you could have done better in that market. Uh, and, I mean, you know, Matt Ryan and Julio window, uh, Julio Jones, that window's closing. I mean, that's not going to be around forever. You've got good cohesion kind of on the line. You've got guys that have played with each other. Um, Calvin Ridley stepping up. You got Hayden Hurst, which I would have loved to have seen him a little bit more involved. But I mean, I love our offense, but we've just never plugged any holes really on defense. Yeah, with the Cowboys, it's one good thing that our our, our division's so bad that we we can drop a game here and there because playing the Eagle, Eagles and the Giants, and the, we're going to sweep all six six of those games. So well, I'm excited now. Your boy from the Falcons, Devontae Freeman, got signed by the Giants today, and Lewis. I saw Injury, and I think he's got a little chip on his shoulder and something to. I don't know. I don't. I, I'm surprised he was a free agent for so long because I never thought he was bad. He was a serviceable back. So wanted too much cheddar cheddar cheese. That's why he wouldn't get signed. Yeah, so. well, he's signed now. You know. Exactly. So, and he, and he uh, never plays a full season. Let's uh, stay with the <laughs> NFC. Time. Let's stay with the NFC South. The the Buccaneers got their first win under the new Tom Brady era era against the Carolina Panthers uh, over the weekend. Looked well, pretty good. Had his first win in the Leonard Fournette era of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Very true. The the Bucks. Yeah. I, I thought um, you know looked. They look decent. I, I still think there's a lot of room to, to be held. I think they need to improve on a lot of other things, like their secondary, because in the second half, they could have blown that game, and Carolina could have stormed back and, and won that game. Um, you know, Are the Bucks on the, the right track? Or are you guys still maybe skeptical about Tom Brady and the Buccaneers going forward? I'm, I'm where I was to start the season. I'm thinking they're 8-8, eight 7-9, and, eight, seven and nine, like I said before. In this game, they looked like they had more practice, like – Brady and Mike Evans were a little bit more on the same page. They were still getting after the quarterback, but their 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 defense is just not good. And they almost let that they almost let that game get away yeah. to a not good team. So I mean Brady doesn't look that great. He he's on the page a little bit. Gronk, I don't know where Gronk's been. I haven't seen Gronk <laughs> even make a catch or done yeah. anything. Mons Venus. Or- yeah. Yeah. He's at Mons the whole game or at wing house across <laughs> the stadium until the game's over. But um, four nets obviously took over the reins as the running back there. And cause he looks good. He looks fast. Um, it's going to be interesting week. I think this week I, p- I picked them to win this week, but I'm not very confident about them this week. Kristen, thoughts? Do you think the Bucks are on the right track or skeptical? Are you still kind of iffy well, about them? That Todd Bowles' defense is always supposed to be this high-rated defense, and like you said, Taylor, it, the defense is the problem. The offense, you know, Mike Evans was living in game one, Godwin's out, whatever game two. Like Brady's still feeling his way. Fournette obviously proved it just took one week. 
But yeah, I am a little bit concerned. I'm concerned more for the NFC South. We thought this was going to be a really competitive division. I don't think there's any defense at all in this division. You know, like this is just so if you have fantasy guys, like or if you need somebody to go to the NFC South, just pick up Franklin Smith or pick up a anybody. Because yeah, who's playing the NFC down South defense? Yeah, because it's gonna be an offensive shootout every time. And I it, like I think the Bucks are figuring it out a little bit on offense. I do think there's some rust. I think Brady's going to get better. He had 10 points on my list as fantasy quarterback. I definitely thought he was gonna do better, but um, I don't give up on the Bucks yet. I think they might still they have too much talent to not figure it out. But yeah, that, they squeaked by. They could have lost that game. Chip, we're in the same division as one another, and we'll be playing you guys a couple months from now. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on the Bucks? What how do you think they looked uh, yesterday? I think continuity is key here for everybody that's been in the offseason. And uh, I think that, you know, NFL playbooks and systems and schemes are not the same language. They have similar verbiage, but it's basically like Tom Brady was with the Patriots and he spoke French his entire career. And now someone's just asked him to go speak Swahili. And you can't, (laughs) it's not ever going to be a quick transition. You're not going to get instantaneous success. I mean, it's going to be a bumpy road. You're going to learn the system. You know, Arians throws the ball a lot. So, yeah, he's got a great potential to put up a lot of numbers. Um, but, yeah, you guys have hit on some of the points. Obviously, Gronk, someone needs to phone home and find him, dude. Uh, you know, I don't think he had any – did he have any fantasy points? Did he catches? Do you have anything? He had one catch in the first yeah, week, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think he had a catch, but it turned out – it was for a, a pass interference call, I think. He did He did get the onside kick, though. Yeah. Got that. <laughs> <laughs> onside kick, don't say that word. Oh. Um, but, yeah, I think – I remember uh, that. <laughs> still skeptical, but, I mean, this team is going to get better. And like Kristen said, I mean, they have a lot of talent. So, you give it some time to gel, it's – you know, it's going to cook and it'll, it'll get better. I, I, I watched the game – and I'm, I can't believe I'm going to say this. My my tune has changed because I was really high on this team. I, I said 11 to five, which 11 to five with all the the things on paper look good. And I'm almost comparing them now to the Cleveland Browns of last year. It looks good on paper, and then this this could be a disaster. And I might have to agree with Taylor. Like this this could be an eight and eight team or nine and seven team. It can't be an 11 five team with you know with the defense looking like this you can't give up that much points to the carolina panthers like i you know they contain cmc for most of the game but when it came to their secondary they were giving up like so many yards per pass it was like what are you guys and and the also thing too is the play calling in the second half of the offense wise they had their foot on the gas in the first and second quarter once you get after halftime it's hey we're gonna let the foot off we're gonna we're gonna maybe ease on off a little bit and maybe not put our knee on the throat and close this game out it was just like why why do that ring up the score on these guys and the drop passes from all the wide receivers that weren't Mike Evans. Like you had constant drops. They should play little giants before each game. And those guys can look yeah. at the stick them. Like, yeah, your boy, Scotty Miller dropped. that. Yeah. One like all those guys had drop passes. So if I was, if I was Brady, I'd be like, what the hell are you guys doing? Like, you know, I get it. It's week two. They're still kind of figuring each other out, but like, you can't be still well, that, figuring each other out in week four or week five or week six and beyond. You have to get it together by then. And when, when it comes to the defense, Top bowls, you guys have to defend somebody because when you play the Chiefs, when you play the Packers coming up, and when you got to play New Orleans again, well, that's you know, the, you- that's the, that's the reason why I think I'm I'm skeptical about them and other teams as well because you look around the rest of the league and I watch every game and I'm watching these other teams who have their shit together. I mean, yeah. and so they're 
there's teams like the Bills. They look great. The Packers, yeah. they look great. The Chiefs, obviously, they look great. The Ravens, they look great. Like they, they, they have obviously things they need to work on, but they're not glaring like they are. I feel like with some other teams, like I feel like with my Cowboys, with our secondary, with your secondary. I mean, I the Falcons, obviously. Out of last week, take this conversation all the way back to the bad. Kirk Cousins, <laughs> 113 yards. Wow. Stinker alert. Stinker alert. I think I said this at Ed's Tavern about two years ago. Kirk Cousins is trash. Well, that was that that helped out my Super Bowl pick, the Colts, because they and, got uh, off, I picked it, them to go to the Super Bowl and they got off the Schneider. In my, in my fantasy league, in my fantasy league, Kirk Cousins, thank God, was on my bench. He gave uh he got me negative. Well, I, I, I dropped him today, but he was negative <laughs> negative one point four three points in uh, in fantasy if you had Kirk Cousins in a PPR half point league. So Maybe yeah. the fans cube is the glue that held Minnesota together. <laughs> we shall see going forward for the Cleveland Browns. So all right, let's move on. So let's go back to the injuries of all the guys that were hurt over the weekend. And I'm gonna go, we're gonna do a, a segment that we'd like to call State Your Case. And uh, you know what? State Your Case this week is brought to you by manscaped.com where you can get 20% off your next order and also free shipping so let's state your case guys which team uh really is hurt by the injury bug taylor state your case i'm going 49ers for sure um <laughs> shocker okay well the whole team died <laughs> exactly exactly my point so they they have zero receivers and they were basically relying on that defensive line and and with Solomon Thomas and Nick Bosa and everyone just out for the season now, it's going to be rough, man. And most are getting hurt as well. It's going to be rough for them. I mean, Saquon getting hurt, it's fine. I mean, the Giants were going to be good anyway. CMC getting hurt. I mean, the Panthers are going to be good anyway. You can't name all of them. You state the case. Yeah, one. No, well, I'm stating my case. Team. 49ers. 49ers. One, that's one it. All right. You're, you're done. All right. Chip, state your case. Which team really got hurt by the injury bug? State I'll, your I'll case. Take the second, I'll take the second easy one. I'll say the Carolina Panthers. CMC, all-world right. all player, was drafted number one in fantasy. I mean, pretty much in every league we know. Now you're getting the ball back to a team that's changed offensive strategies. You have a college football coach running an NFL team. You just lost your best offensive player. Hide the women and children. It's going to get bad in Carolina. <laughs> all right, Kristen, which team <laughs> – <laughs> which well, team? I, I was going to go with the second one, which I totally thought he was going to take my New York Giants because that's oh. the second one. They have no offense. Saquon Barkley is the offense. Saquon is everything. I mean, Danny Dimes, sure, he can move, he can run, but he can also get intercepted and sacked and fumbled. So, yeah, Saquon Barkley being out, you know, I mean, and, and CMC's only out for four to six weeks. Saquon's out for the year. That, yeah, I think, like, that is really like, so they're bringing in Devontae Freeman, we'll see how he does, but, does, but uh, yeah. New York losing Saquon. I mean, and also every single fantasy team who lost Saquon Barkley for the season. I am so sorry for you. I am not because I did not pick Saquon. So if you did, screw you. All right. I'm not getting the second pick. That has been another edition of State Your Case brought to you by manscaped.com. All right. Well, guys, I have to say one quick thing for the injuries. The injuries. I was sitting here before the show came on. Have all you guys seen the Money Pit? Yes, the movie. Funny Tom movie. Hanks. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Yes. Dude, there's a scene, and Al Bushman, you can help me out with this, where he's trying to pour water in the tub in the house they've just bought, and the tub falls, falls through. Falls through. Yeah. And he just starts laughing hysterically. 
Yeah. That's the noise that I was basically making with injuries every time someone came up because there was Twitter and you just had tickers of like every five minutes there was like somebody just tore their ACL. Somebody just sprained <laughs> their MCL. I was like, wow, this is just I don't think the NFL had enough golf carts. I think they had a like, <laughs> I know. I was I was messaging I was messaging Evan. I was like Paris Campbell. Yeah, I, the alerts, the alerts on my phone kept going off. My battery died within like 30 minutes. Like I kept getting alerts from like Taylor, ESPN, everybody in my fantasy league. It was just like, what is going on? Like yeah. somebody had died in like basically Black Sunday died. for sure. Yeah. No COVID. Like there's yeah. a <laughs> no, not non-COVID related. Non-COVID related. <laughs> Second week in a row that the NFL has zero COVID tests for positive, but everybody goes down with like injuries. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, let's move on to baseball. Of course, the Tampa Bay Rays are one win away from clinching the AL East. They are playing the New York Mets right now. I believe the score is tied 1-1. So all they need to win is tonight. They're losing 2-1. Okay, well, either way. They need one win to clinch the AL East going into the playoffs. Hopefully they do that. The Tampa Bay Lightning won last night triumphantly over the Dallas Thank God. 3-2 Three to two, just to type the score one one. Um, you know we're staying in the baseball mode. Uh, uh, Chapman got suspended a couple of months ago for throwing at the head of a Tampa Bay Ray player. He was supposed to be suspended. Uh, they were going to suspend him, I believe, five games for that. Uh, you know malarkey. But apparently, they won't be able to suspend him until next year because the lack of witnesses. Um, I call bullshit. But I want to uh, get your guys' thought. Is this bullshit or believable? Chip, I will go with you. Is this bullshit or believable that Chapman's suspension is going to be done next year instead of this year? I mean, I don't know how you can carry on and suspend a player when it was in plain view. I mean, obviously, the entire situation was what we saw, and that was – I mean, everybody saw it. So why would you carry that over till next year? We're playing baseball this year. He needs to serve his sentence this year. Why would you right? Why would and you and the 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 quote unquote lack of witnesses, like well, witnesses, everybody if, saw it. If this was a Ray's actual home game, this would still be a problem, right? Because like, who? How is a lack of witnesses? This is on camera. <laughs> two teams, an entire outfield, an entire dugout. How are there a lack of witnesses? Like, he, I, like I, I just attribute it to Yankee bias. Really, yeah. was what boils, that's, that's, boils down to. Yeah. I mean, the when he got he got suspended before. Uh, for for domestic abuse, but this was back in the Cubs days, and they did the same thing. So they waited. They wanted the Cubs to win the World Series, and then they said, "All right, we'll start you out next season, missing missing some games." And it's like, come on, bro. I, I think mean, it's bullshit because now if the Yankees survive and get into the playoffs, you still have him locked and loaded for the closer position know, going into the playoffs. I don't know because like maybe the Yankees don't make it, and then you have Chapman suspended for five games next year, which is better I mean, for. You who are in the East right there. No, I'd rather have him suspended for the playoffs where I don't have to face him in the playoffs. I'd rather not see a hundred more. Make it the playoffs. Are they, have they, they're already already in. They're they're already in. They clinched a playoff spot. So now you have a guy that should have been suspended, but now he's able to play even though he should have been suspended. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. The evil empire prevails even when good tries to triumph. Rob Rob Manfred, Rob Manfred, man, uh, uh, stooge of the year, man. like just licking at the teeth of the New York Yankees. So yeah, I, I think it's a bunch of bullshit more you know, he's, he's between now and then, and get like another fifty games. So you know, yeah, either way, whatever. All right, so pick. Yeah, up he's not a good person. 
pickums so we did this past <laughs> week. Taylor is uh, so far in first place for our pickums, <laughs> unfortunately, but he's only by one game that separates a lot of people. Uh, I came in last place as well as Kaylee, and well, Nick is last place again. We all saw Nick and his shaved beard, and I wanted to say oh, wow. that was the weirdest thing. <laughs> his kids I didn't recognize him. No, that was the de-evolution of a man uh, from a bearded wonder to uh, almost a scary-looking man. Yes, we also we we also had the mono mono bet where now he has to dance in a cheerleader's outfit, a Falcons cheerleader's outfit, and do the Dirty Bird. So he has two punishments to do. Wow. Okay. So I'm gonna leave it up to you guys to pick my punishment. Okay. Oh boy. Wow. Yeah. Oh, or sure. actually, you know what? I'll, you guys can nominate a, a, a punishment for no. me. We'll put it on Twitter, and that's how we'll get right. it done. Oh, let me don't okay. look the I gotta get a little creative with this. I didn't like. That. I didn't have anything ready. Well, you need to have something ready. Well, I'm gonna go private message your wife first, and then get something ready. There we go. <laughs> please don't. Please I don't do that. Limitations of what I'm allowed to do here. Gotcha. All right, Taylor. What do you got for a nomination? I always got. I always got you um, in a Blue Jays jersey. <laughs> Having a video of you hitting a walk-off home run over the Rays to win the pennant. And you have to go around the bases and say, Fuck you, Rays. Yeah, we win. Go Blue Jays. Yeah, yeah, shake your booty. Hit the home run. Walk off. I actually kind of think that's pretty funny, but okay. All right, Chip. You still have your band uniform. I know. They took that back. Oh man, they, we do have pictures of him in his band. Listen, I could find. I have the. I, I have a yearbook somewhere. Listen, I'm proud. I pr- I'm, I I wore that thing proud, and I would wear it again if, if they didn't take it back after I graduated. Okay. So I'm gonna find the uniform, and I'd like you to come into next Sunday show. I don't know what did you play? Drum, flute. I played drums. I was in the cool part of the band. I was the drum. Were you the Were you the main 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 guy? Yes. I was. No, I was. I was. I was drumline captain. I was not the drum major. I was oh, a drumline. Okay, great. So. You're going to do uh, my new thing is drumline. I'll I'll make you a uniform. I'll get some tissue paper and cut it up and put it on your shoulders. Oh, okay. that'd be okay. good. So that is your punishment. Okay. Yeah. Chip, what would be your nomination for the Rays? Used to have a drumline, didn't they? No, that was the Marlins. I think. DJ oh. Kitty in the drumline. Yeah. <laughs> the Mavs do at the Mavs games. I know that. Chip, what would be your punishment for me? Did I see something on Twitter that talked about eating a can of Vienna sausages? Oh, and drinking- uh, we talked about that last week. Uh, yeah, Dude, I was sitting there and I was like, is this real life? Really? I mean, I almost want to gag now just thinking about that. Just even James, opening that. James came up with that punishment. I'll, yeah. if, if I ever lose, I'll do anything that involves me not eating something. That's why I always say, like, fear factor, fear factor, I would win, except for the eating something. <laughs> I would lose that. I saw that punishment and laughed, but I'm kind of like Taylor. I usually don't want to eat stuff. Like, that's kind of my – That's I don't know if I can deal with all that. So that might be okay. a little extreme, but I think the wrestling- Huh? Did you eat cinnamon last year? Was that you, or is that our? No, no. Oh. We talked about we we took that off the the table yeah. because yeah, because someone went choke. to the hospital or something. Right? Yeah, people yeah, choke and you know yeah. end up in the <laughs> hospital. Which I know you guys love me. You don't need to show it like that much. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I think the dressing up. I mean, I think that's kind of where it's at now. Band uniform. I think that would be like okay. But we got high school pictures, right? We got a yearbook of you, so maybe I mean maybe something well, like that. I got a lot of free time. I can make a <laughs> I got some time. I can make a drum. 
<laughs> that's not really a punishment for me, you guys. It's not. Like, well, I'm we get to make a band uniform. All right, I will put that on Twitter. I'll get the nominations also from Kaylee and, and James as well. So we'll have enough punishments to go around. So, But what about theirs? Oh, wait, well, yeah. The, okay, so we got to nominate uh, Kaylee's and Nick's. So Chip, go. An easy one. I think she's got to do the five burpees because it's always an easy one. And girls always do the burpees. So I'll give oh. her the burpees. Burpees, Chip? Burpees. I mean, I, I have to meet her, don't I? And at least say yeah, hi to her before I give her yeah, a punishment. <laughs> <laughs> I at least introduce that. myself and say hi. I'll, I'll go with Kristen's punishment. <laughs> the burpees? I, All right. Yeah, Taylor, I'm, what I'm, I'm going with she has to dress up like Gardner Minshew. She, and, she uh, would do that. I know she, she would. would. I know she would. But she's got to go with like the mustache and the and the jorts okay. and the and the all that and all that stuff. So she's got to do like replica. She's actually doing it already. <laughs> well, there you go. Then you're talking about burpees. I'm talking about something a little more exciting. <laughs> I'll say, I would say I'll go with the burpees, but we got to add in something too. After the burpees, she does. Like she's gotta, or something. She's got to do like, a, she's got to say, I love Antonio Brown or something like that. Or, I, or I've got to, or she's got to take a dirty shot. What's well, five shots as well? You could be like, or Leonard Fournette, I love you or something. Yeah, Leonard Fournette, I love you. Tell us how much she loves us in between each one. She's okay. Start. And then I, I'm running out of stuff for Nick. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Well, we can't make his kids I think for Nick, I think for Nick, we should have him wear a dress. Perfect. Wear wow. a dress. Well, I, wear... I mean, I'm doing the cheerleader. Oh, wow. I have a perfect dress I could bring. Nick's got to wear a dress, and then he's got to serve drinks at Rafferty's for like five <laughs> minutes. Oh, I got it such a good. Well, like uh, in between breaks or something like that. Yes. So okay. So Nick's in between breaks. He's got to wear a dress and serve drinks. Kaylee's is going to be the burpees, and then mine will be put on and, and nominated by the fans. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Perfect. All right. Perfect. That's good. I like it. Okay. All right. All right. So oh, before no, there we... won't be a three-way tie every week. Okay? No, it won't be. <laughs> Hopefully, oh god, no. <laughs> I feel like predictable games. The last couple of weeks were kind of like. It was yeah. like if you're between preseason, you know, they're very like the Saints game last night. So we're starting to get to these tougher matchups, you know. That's a good segue, no, Kristen. That's a good segue, Kristen, because uh, I before we uh, before we get on out of here, I want to talk about the Saints Raiders game. Um, you know, what does this say about the Saints? I mean, they just you know, they killed the Bucks, you know, week one, and then they go into Las Vegas and the shiny new stadium that the Raiders have and lose to the Raiders. The Raiders look good. I mean, they're they're Cohesive unit John Gruden has looks pretty good against the the Saints. What does this say about the Raiders? What does this say about the Saints going forward? So, like he's lost a little bit on the edge. I think without Michael Thomas there, who can catch anything within a fifteen mile radius, you know, uh, I did call it though. Emmanuel Sanders had no targets. I don't think. I don't think he had any targets or any catches. Zero. McLaren, you know, <laughs> part of my fantasy advice. But yeah, I really think this offense. Once they lost Mark Ingram, they didn't have the two-headed monster. Latavius Murray's never been that for them. Um, he had a, a little bit, but yeah, it just seemed like they were lost without Michael Thomas, and they had nowhere to go. Taysom Hill didn't have his little Swiss Army knife package. The defense did not look good. I don't think the Raiders are that good. I think the Saints 
really just didn't know what to do. They were almost lost. Well, yeah, Drew Brees, Drew Brees got roasted today for, for the arm strength thing. And he said, you know, he's really just trying to harp on being a leader and blah, 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 always trying to deflect. But his numbers are he only has his averages four yards per in the air per pass, which is the lowest in the league by far. And, I mean, like I, like I said, before the season even started, it looked like at the second half of last season, his his skills were declining. And he was really throwing a lot of slants, a lot of fades, a lot of bubble screens, a lot of wide receiver screens, a lot of stuff like that to try and mask the fact that his arm strength was gone. And arm strength was never really his strength per se anyways, but it was more so, you know, being accurate, kind of like kind of like a Minshew or kind of like a Joe Burrow. You know, Burrow doesn't have the strongest arm, but – you know, it, but it's glaring at this point. You you need to be able to extend the defense, and when they can, they can just box you in within that ten yard radius, and not worry about anything else. They don't have a deep threat. I mean, Michael Thomas isn't even that fast. They have they have Smith, and that's it. I mean, so Chip, what does this say about the Raiders? Do you think they're actually pretty decent, or was this just a bad Saints team for week two? Well, I think you saw a dinged up Saints team. I mean, you take a guy like Michael Thomas, that's an all pro. That's a guy that catches his body's made of Velcro. So, I mean, whenever the ball hits him, it ends up, he ends up catching it. So, um, you know, that's just a, a team that lost a, an impactful player. But for the Raiders, this is a team, guys, that kept all of their offensive line together. They have the same quarterback. They drafted some younger wide receivers. They still have some continuity in the backfield. So, this team offensively, didn't change really at all. Hunter Renfro, those guys had a year under their belts. So, I mean, they kept everything together. Waller's coming off a great year. So, they stayed together. They didn't change systems. So, they had yeah, no preseason. Great. Yeah, they had no preseason, no OTAs, and they knew what they had to do to go out and beat the Saints, and they executed. So, you got to give them uh, got to give them credit where credit's due. All right. All right, guys, uh, we are going to head on out of Sports Caffeine live on Taco Tuesday Sports Night. Of course, you can stream us on fanstreamsports.com and also to make sure to download the app as well to, to listen to our replay shows and also on Anchor.fm, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Play. And make sure to follow us on our socials at, at Sports Caffeine 1 on Twitter and also at Facebook at uh, Sports Caffeine. And you can also stream us on the show at Twitch, Periscope, YouTube, and on Facebook Live. Guys, uh, any last news or notes before we get on out of here? Actually, I want to say before the news and notes, Chip, it is is so welcome to have you back on the show. We missed you very oh, much. Thank you. We, we can't wait yes, to, to see you on Sunday uh, for the NFL. Oh, preview, yeah. So. so exciting. So yeah. any last news or notes, Chip, I'll go with you first. Dude, San Diego Chargers defense, high five. Coming out of nowhere, pretty much containing the Chiefs for most of the game uh, until it got down to it. So big shock there for me, at least. Christian? Mine is – Oh, go ahead, Chris. I was just going to say, terrible game Thursday night. You know, now we're back to the terrible Thursday night's game. But I should, I will have my Sutter Mercedes out Friday. I, awesome. I'm not going to do my Thursday night show anymore because there's football. Nobody wants to watch me when there's football. So, <laughs> you guys, I'm number one in two of my fantasy leagues. I'm one among my other, but I'm number one in overall points. Nice. And so, yeah, you should listen to my show because it will help you out. Very nice. So, Friday, Minus, I've already done the picks, my picks this week, and there are a lot of 50-50 games. There's a lot of great matchups this week. I'm super excited for a lot of them. My Cowboys are going to Seattle. Woo! That's going to be a doozy up there. Their defense didn't look as good, so I'm ready ready to rock this weekend for sure. Monday night, KC and Baltimore. Oh, my Atlanta. That's going to be the best. <laughs> I'm excited. 
<laughs> that will be probably the game of the week on Monday. For sure. So. All right. For myself, Don De La Nooch, Taylor, Kristen, and Chip, we will see you guys uh, live at Rafferty's Bar and Grill at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time from twelve from 11, 11.30 to 12.30 for our NFL pregame show. Make sure to come on out. There's drink specials all day. We will be doing the pick and punishments. Uh, I will be putting up my the votes will go on Twitter and then Kaylee, Kaylee, you will see her do our punishment. I think we should add in. She, she has to, uh, she has to dress as Gardner Minshew doing the burpees. Oh, even better, even better, even better. Dress as Minshew. Yeah. And then Nick's got to dress up as a, and address serving drinks. Oh, and doing the dirty bird and doing the dirty bird. Okay. Gotcha. All right. For, uh, well, we're gonna we're gonna see you guys on Sunday. Hopefully, have a great night. Let's go Rays. Let's go Lightning. We will see you guys soon. Thanks for listening to another episode of Sports Caffeine, available for streaming on FanStreamSports.com and FanStream Sports, the app.